Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Be'ezus Hashem, BPW number 62. That's Bias Panimi, Share for Women, Share number 62. We're going to talk about the Harchakais while in the Nida period. Not the technical halachas, but the hashkafa behind it and how to um, take those halachas that seem for many challenging, and it is challenging in many cases and often, but to transform your thoughts about those halachas into an extremely positive concept that will enhance your marriage both in the Nida period and when that period is over and there is physical contact and physical intimacy again. Now it's brought down, the Isser Nida, of course, is serious. And the Isser of, in general, not to show love like kissing, hugging, caressing, and so on and so forth, is brought down from the Pasuk, Vel Isha Benidas Tomasa Loi Sikra Vlegala Servasa that to a woman in her needed time, you should not approach, approach, sikrav, to approach, to reveal her nakedness. So, le sikrav is an extra word. Some say it's mamish isa That includes any type of sikrav, any type of bringing, approaching, in manif- showing love, like kissing, hugging, caressing, and so on and so forth. And the idea is, on one hand, though, which is fascinating, is that yichud is mutter. To be alone with one's wife when she is anida is totally, totally permitted. And that is a, an, a halacha that is only by a married couple. It's fascinating. But in any other instance, when there is an iser to be with somebody physically, there's an iser yichud. So, over here, there is no Yeshayichod. And that is why. Why is that? Because you have a deep bond already. And you need that connection of be allowing to be together to enhance that deep connection. But that very reason is the reason why there are these dinim of Harchakis and so on to make sure that we keep that distance temporarily during this Nida period in order to set boundaries to those closeness, in order to enhance the relationship both in that period, as we're going to explain, and the period to come. And it's hard, and in the book Holy Intimacy brings a very great point. It should be hard in a certain sense. It should be hard for couples to hold back from physical expression of love for the, from their spouse. And it takes getting used to, it takes a certain adaptation. In the beginning, it's very hard. Many other instances, it's hard also when there is Khalila um, a loss, other tragedies, when there's postpartum issues after birth of a child is an extended period often where, they, where they're not together. So the idea is to try our best to 
embrace the necessities and appreciate the value of safeguarding something that's so important. And the idea is, and it's a tremendous yesaid, that again, we say this often, that the Chazal knew things thousands of years ago, that uh, science for them, it was a chiddush, even recent chiddushim, you know, but we knew it all along because it's not our own system. It's the Torah system from Torah Chaim, Torah Emes. And that system of our Chakais honors the way we are makir, we recognize that our physical senses can arouse desire, sexual desire, and therefore one needs these safeguards in order to channel and create boundaries to these desires. The Gemara even says, What does that mean? That means no one, no human being, even the greatest ones, the biggest tzaddikim, makes no difference. No one has a full control over their sexual urges completely. And when there's a trigger, some people, the trigger will be very mild. Some people, they need a stronger trigger to enact these desires, but everyone has those triggers if they allow themselves to be susceptible to these triggers. And therefore, it is important to recognize this and to do everything you can to keep these halachas and to recognize that when you're doing it, you are hugging Hashem. You are connecting with Hashem in the deepest level. And you are creating this way a soul connection to your husband, to your wife. The way it's put in this book is that the Dini Archakis is for our own safety. And it's like a yellow light before we harm ourselves by running a red and Khalila getting into getting seriously hurt. It's about boundaries. Boundaries is true freedom. This is true, by the way, people think that these are only religious concepts, only, you know, for a from Jew. But that's not true. Every human being, even a non-Jew, or people who are secular. It makes no difference. The bottom line is it's just simply constructed in a human being. We are healthy boundaries, meaning you can enjoy life, but with a healthy boundary of it. That is true freedom. And that is true happiness in this world, not just in Eilam That is extremely important. A muscle they give here is that you have an instrument, let's say a, a guitar that has strings. Those tightened strings there make beautiful music, but a loose string on a table is, you would say it's free, it's loose, it's not connected, it's not bound to a guitar, but it's useless. So very often, the fact that we seem bound by something makes it very valuable and makes us truly, truly free. Then they bring, in this book, Holy Intimacy, a tremendous rayon, a tremendous thought that I want to bring to your attention and to think about, and it could truly transform your lives. 
The idea being is like this. A Jew, every Jew can bring special light into their souls and into the world by keeping mitzvahs. When you keep a mitzvah, as say, a positive commandment, that's called an erpanimi, an inner light, a light that goes through a person, internalized. When a person keeps a mitzvah, which means you hold back and not do something that's wrong, it's not just passive. You're actually making room for a higher type of light, a transcendent light called armakif, to come forth. To everything brings light, both by doing mitzvahs and by holding back from doing averis, even creates a tremendous light called the transcendent armakif light into uh, around yourself and to the world. So the idea is like this. When you are keeping positive commandments, you could be it's like lighting candles or many candles to bring out light. When you are keeping a negative commandment of not doing something wrong, or like these are chakis, abstaining, what are you doing? It's like opening up the curtains of a window and allowing the sun to shine into our room, into our lives. That is the way you look at these prohibitions that the Torah puts on us, that it's the opening of the window to allow the light of the sun to shine in. When you think along those lines, then you will have a very positive feeling about Taras HaMeshbacha, which in the past may have seemed stifling to you, but actually introduces this great, beautiful, transcendent light, which is felt and could be experienced to a certain degree even now, and certainly will be experienced when you are finally together with your husband, with your wife, in physical intimacy, where that light is felt, precisely because of those archakas that were practiced during the time when they were physically separate. So that is the idea. The idea is that Nida, it's brought down, the Rosh Hashanah says, Nelamti Dumiya Hechashesi, those are three words in Tehillim, that the first letters are Nida, Nelamti Dumiya Hechashesi, which means that I was I made myself silent or speechless in silence. That's the Rosh Hashanah of Nida. But this silence is not an unhealthy silence. It's a beautiful silence. It is a silence of Nod Hey, with a Hey, which is the final letter of the Shem Havaya, is distant from the three letters preceding it, which means that right now, Hey represents the last Hey is outward expression. And now it is separate. But nevertheless, this is the Pesach, that when they are united again, that expression is all the more powerful. So during the Nida period, where there are certain aspects of open, revealed love that cannot be expressed, but nevertheless, precisely because of this, there is a certain depth 
in their oneness. There's a unity that's beyond their expression. It is a silence of true, deep love. And that is what it is. It's a positive silence. It's the silence that says more than words, not silence that is the reverse of that. So in the Nida period, there is an inner love and inner compassion in a healthy way. And the outer reserve that the Torah is telling us to do, by the way, does not mean you're not friendly, you speak in warm terms, you always say thank you and you're welcome, you act like best friends as best friends could be, just without those triggering um, words that could create that um, sexual closeness as the halachas bring down. But there is always, always, always a menschlichkeit and a deep respect between a couple at all times, and certainly, especially, showing compassion during these times of separation. And it's not an easy thing, as you women know, as us men need to understand and be compassionate about. This is something that women experience that men don't and can never really fully understand, just like the certain aspects of men's natures in these areas where it's extremely hard for women to comprehend. But whether we comprehend it or not, we have to have compassion. Women for the men's struggles that come simply by being a man, but what we're talking about here is the other way around, where men being compassionate for the women's struggles based on biologically and the brachis that are given comes with these challenges and they need to be compassionate towards themselves and towards each other. Brings down a fascinating Gemara in Erev and Samach Gimel Amabes. Rabrunya Amarav said that whoever sleeps in an area where a husband and wife are resting, meaning you're holding back their physical intimacy or any intimacy, then you are, on him the Pasuk says, in Micha, it says, You threw out with the women of my people out of their pleasant homes. Which means, basically, if a couple could be alone and have physical intimacy with one another, and someone for in, in an indirect way, whatever caused them to separate, to not be together, then Hashem is not happy with that. You threw my women, the women of my people, out of their homes, out of their homes or out of their room where they're to be with their husband, and now they can't. And then Rabbi Yosef says a tremendous insight. Listen to this. Afila be'ishtenida. This does not apply only when they could have physical intimacy and you create a situation where they have to be separate or they can't have that physical intimacy and be in the same room together. It's more than that, even when she is Anida. So there is no physical relationship. She is prohibited to him right now. But they are comfortable being together, alone together, which he could again, of course, is mutter. And they want to be together and they have a sense of comfort with each other when they're together. So even in the Nida period, 
if you cause to hold back a husband and wife from being together in the same room and, and allowing themselves to be together, even if they are prohibited physically to be with each other, that is also that you're throwing the women of my people out of their pleasant house, out of their pleasant room. That is a beautiful, beautiful insight, something to remember, which means that the Torah is telling us that there is a special pleasure, a special uniqueness, a special holiness, a special connection in the relationship, even though externally we don't feel it as much from the fact that we have the physical distance, but we have a tremendous deep bond, an inner deeper bond that's coming closer. It's that transcendent light that we talked about. It's that opening of the curtain to allow the sun to shine in that we talked about. Beautiful things are happening when there is these harchakais and when they are separate. Beautiful things are happening and with your proper healthy behaviors and attitudes, it remains beautiful and stays beautiful despite the challenges of separation, which is normal and understood. But if they infuse in that relationship during the Archaka period with a healthy, safe, halachically permitted and often encouraged emotional intimacy, then in their eventual physical union, they will really connect in a beautiful, beautiful way. There'll be a heightened lovemaking, if I may say, when they're finally together again. These periods of Tahara and Nida, they nourish each other, they strengthen the relationship. It's one whole beautiful connection. If we look at it that way, then it will be less painful. Not only will it be less painful, it will be exciting, it will be enhancing, because you have opportunities to grow in your marriage in thousands of ways in the Nida period, in the period where you're not physically together. That brings its own bracha and brings bracha to the period when they are together. Bracha and atzlacha.